Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Men Feel. I am Andy Grant. If this is the first time you're joining us, thank you very much. And Real Men Feel is all about creating a space for men. Uh, a space for men to allow for and express all of their emotions. That's really what's behind this movement, this show, this production. Uh, we are live every Tuesday at 5 on Blab. We are then syndicated to SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. You can read notes about future shows and past shows and get any links to things that we mentioned during the program at our website, realmenfeel.org. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org. And what else can you do? You could search for us in iTunes. Just search Real Men Feel in the podcast area and subscribe. And, of course, we have our Facebook group called, what do you think it's called? Real Men Feel. <laughs> yeah. Join our private Facebook group, Real Men Feel, on Facebook. And now that the preamble is out of the way, we can get into the full amble. And I can welcome my co-host, as always, Apio Hunter. How are you today? Hey, Andy. Fantastic. Super, super. And though this show is called Real Men Feel, you certainly do not need to be a man to be taking part of this, nor to be a guest, which today proves we have the, the lovely and wonderful <laughs> author, speaker, and creator of Quantum Think, Diane Collins, joining us today. And how are you today? Well, no. I am absolutely fabulous. Andy and Athio and everyone, such a pleasure to be here. What fun. I love your show. I started listening. I tell everyone, I'm going to tell everyone here that you should go back and listen to the archived shows wherever you, you're, you're syndicated everywhere, but definitely worth hearing the conversation. Super, super. Thank, Thank you so much for that. And, and uh, we, we talked a little previously to come up with the topic of the show, and you come up with, you know, why thinking is sexy, and which I just, I love that notion. That seems like a very unique thought to me, but is all thinking sexy? No. <laughs> that was, you tuned right in, Andy, because I, what I was going to say is I was plotting and planning that think it's, we're not just talking about any thinking. In fact, first we need to make, a distinction between thinking and having thoughts because a lot of people just have, you know, we're in a field, we know we're in an energy intelligent field, we're in a mind field and thoughts come in and they're not all ours and they're certainly not chosen. And some of them we don't even want. So it's a good thing we hadn't, we haven't chosen them, but we want to make that first distinction. And then, the next very important distinction that you're pointing to is the distinction awakened thinking. And what is awakened thinking? And, you know, of course, this is my work in quantum thinking, is that awakened thinking is thinking beyond the automatic beliefs, assumptions, ideas, uh, cultural um what I call least action pathways, the way the energy or the thought goes simply because it's been that route before or because we've been conditioned by a 400-year-old aging, mostly inaccurate worldview. And so awakened thinking is something, that's what we're talking about, <laughs> awakened thinking. I better take so a sip awakened of water here. Is, is, it's adding awareness to our thoughts. And, and awareness is a topic that comes up on most shows that we have. Right? Well, yeah, well, yeah I, I realize that. And, you know, awakened thinking is really being 
as I said, being able to think, and you could just ask the question, can you think beyond your own beliefs? We're talking about what's sexy, right? What's sexy? Sexy, charismatic, magnetic, exciting, mm-hmm. hot, right? What's sexy? Someone that you want to be around. And when you, you know, I was thinking about this idea of listening, that if you have awakened thinking, if you're aware of your own awareness, then you're able to actually listen and hear what the other person is saying and what's sexier than a guy or a girl who is actually listening to us, who's actually being with us. And when you talk about awareness, I think that's what you're talking about, too. So this is what starts to make it. It's like, who is this person? Uh, how do they think? Are they just parroting what's been said, you know, on the in the last set of headlines in the news? Are they parroting what they grew up with? Or are they really connecting in to themselves and to you? And to me, that's sexy. What do you think? Oh, I, I have to agree completely. You know, that I've always found intellectual, something that's a very intellectual conversation, something that causes me to think, causes me to evaluate my assumptions and even take a hard look at my beliefs is very sexy, very attractive. I always find myself drawn to people who are like that, who challenge me to think, to be more aware of myself and to be present. I love it when people call me out and say, you're not here, you're disconnected right now. So yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. And you know, it's interesting you say that because before we were talking, you know, you, the three of us, uh, before you started recording and uh, talking about one of the distinctions in quantum thinking, which is being in one conversation and the practice is listening with your whole being. So you're not just listening to the words parroting back. You're not, but what I, the reason I wanted to bring that up, 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 because what I was doing this video and I was saying, well, what do you do if you're not, you know, if you haven't mastered this one pointed focus, I'm totally with you, you know, on edge of everything you're saying, what do you do? Well, it's very simple. You own it. Just what you said. It's, oh, wait a minute, I drifted. Could you say that again? And so often, right, Andy, we don't do that or we're with other people and all of a sudden their eyes are glazing over and you know you lost your audience. And you would so want that authenticity that you'd you'd rather have them say, you know what, I just went astray here. And then you you both bring it back. So you're, you're in the field. It's not just one person being awakened awareness. It's you're in the field of awakened awareness. And, and sharing that space can really make relationships powerful. That, like everybody really wants attention. So someone being fully present and hearing you and sharing from their depth, their authenticity, creates that real space of, of dynamic relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? If you take this further... So let's say you're able to be in the space of awakened thinking. And then what's happening is that you're connecting 
on all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, right? Soulfully. And then what happens? Wait a minute. I think I lost my, my train on this. Is that when you're in that space, something happens to the aura of the person. When, you, <clears throat> when we establish ourselves in that state, as we said, sometimes we go off. But basically, fundamentally, we want to be able to stay in that state because we're talking about what's sexy, what's so appealing that, that you just want to be around that person. And we know this with spiritual leaders, right? Or who we would call, if you've ever been around, someone who's considered an enlightened master. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. And you're in that presence. It's like they don't even have to say anything. Just vibrationally, you want to be around them because it lifts you. So we're in these fields. And, you know, an aspect of quantum thinking is being is always relating to that fact that we're in a constant exchange in the invisible energy intelligent field, field of awareness, spirituality, uh, consciousness, all of the above. And so when when that happens, you could take someone, and let's say you have someone who is physically, right? They were born with the good genes. And they're physically like perfect sculpture, this, that, you know, whether it's a man or a woman. And we, we know what that is. I mean, there is that distinction. And yet, if they're not putting themselves, if they're not evolving themselves, if they're not elevating their own state, even the most beautiful looking person, the most handsome man, can you lose that patina of what makes you sexy? Mm-hmm. And when, and even if you're not right, born with those kind of genes, I always, <laughs> I hope Woody Allen will forgive me. But I that's what I was thinking of too. Yeah. Funny enough, you yes, <laughs> because right, that- Woody Allen is hot. And look at all the women he's ever been with. Right? For that reason. <laughs> he gets good girls. And you think, you know, what makes that guy? It's not that he was born. Please forgive me, Woody's not. Maybe he's not listening to this anyway. Don't anyone tweet Woody Allen on this. But <laughs> that, okay, he's not, you know, the looks of Tom Cruise. But he is hot. He is someone I'd like to meet him. He is someone who's hot because of what you're saying. He's thinking. He's well, he's he got a little automatic too. That's another side. That's another show. But it for the most part, right? That very high standard, that putting yourself out. That even though he became probably became resigned about spirituality, a lot of people have Bill Maher, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's still something about a person who is continuously working on themselves to elevate their state. That I love. Yeah, yeah. right. That, sure. that that growth, that creativity. Those are, are all you there? Uh oh, you're frozen. Oh, <laughs> you froze on my screen. Oh, we're what? we're here. We're here. 
<laughs> Blab does us occasionally. Okay. That, that is a nice little it's feature that, of Blab. I'm getting you audio only. I wonder if it's my computer or yours. Yeah, we, we see and hear you fine, and I see and yeah. hear you fine. So. Okay, maybe it's mine, although I tried to shut down all systems. Well, I do love these live streaming technologies. Yeah. This is where oh, life happens. There's Craig Leonard. Right. Hey, Craig. <laughs> I, I was, I was expecting to be here. In fact, Craig was the one who turned me on to, to your book. It's been a couple of years since I read it, but one of the things I loved was how you really delved into systems versus individual pieces, how quantum thinking is so intricately tied to the idea and the concept oh, of all this being a system. Oh. I didn't hear that last thing. That how systems versus what? I versus didn't hear that individual point. pieces, separate individual pieces of the puzzle. Right. Right. Yeah. That was an idea that, that I loved. Well, you really keyed in because that is really the core premise of quantum thinking. And, you know, when you look in the world and you say, I see Sarah's asking a question, so we do want to get to that. But when you look in the world and you say, you know, why are people like this? Why is Donald Trump doing what he's doing? Why is Hillary, you know, why are they lying? Why are politicians? And so I needed a reason. <laughs> and I wanted to know, since I was born, <laughs> how is it there's such a big gap, a discrepancy, a chasm between how we aspire to be, what all the wisdom is in all the great books and all the great thinkers and how we actually are, you know, and you think, and I, I came and they think freely and independently choosing our thoughts every minute. Well, we always have the opportunity to do that, that actually we're not because we are in a universe of whole systems and thinking is a system and thinking is a system that is based in the prevailing assumptions, beliefs, ideas of that are that come to us silently in the background of our culture through the worldview. So we know that we've made this great big paradigm shift from an industrial age, the machine age worldview to the quantum age, the digital age worldview. And it started about with Einstein and the quantum physicists that followed him without getting too technical <laughs> that we're supposed to be talking about sexiness. Science is. is sexy. But anyway, I think, wait, who was it? Cosmos, that proved that, right? But the idea is that of the system is that when I realized this, and actually it happened, I was in a conversation with my friend and who I call my mentor, who wrote the foreword to Do You Quantum Think, Dr. Fred Allen Wolf. People may know him from the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know, Down the Rabbit Hole, which Dr. Quantum, the card, the you know animated character is based on him and the secret. And, you know, he was telling me how scientists make discoveries and they invent new language. And then that language eventually comes, you know, into the milieu, into our lexicon and starts to shape the thinking. So I use a very common example, quantum think in my, I mean, quantum leap in my book, which is an instantaneous shift in state. And 
so with no traceable pathway there. And so you realize that came into the English language around 1927. And you then you realize, well, today we use that, you know, all the time. There was a TV show based on it. And, and we use it like to make this big discontinuous shift or change or transformation. So when he was talking to me about it, I was thinking about it afterwards. And I thought, well, wait a minute. It's not one term, as you said, Apio. It's not one thought at a time. You know, heaven forbid, that would be agonizing to try to figure that out. But I thought, it's the whole system. It's like a completely different version of reality from the 17th century where the this, this scientists declared only matter is real. And so our entire orientation is around what? the visible matter sensory based universe and it was mechanical so i make the adaptation how did that affect the way we think well in many ways at that stage of evolution we became forgive me mechanical and automatic too now all the, my people who i love here who know my book and my work they heard me say this but it's worth saying again i think and especially for the people who haven't heard it, because then when you start, you know, we talk about compassion, unconditional love, right? These great virtues that we are here for, we're living for that. But what happens when we see a Donald Trump? Do we have real compassion? By the way, my husband, Alan, and I have been in a debate. I call it our morning debate over breakfast on this Donald Trump issue all the time because I keep saying, well, I can see the good side. And, you know, so why is he saying what he's saying or was it? Who knows? You know, but the point being, I'm just using him because he happens to be very prominently in everyone's face yeah. right now. That it could be anyone, you know, it could be your best friend, your partner in life, where all of a sudden they say something that is completely off the wall. And I call that the least action pathway. It's an unconscious automatic reaction. And I say, blame it on the old worldview, blame it on the industrial age worldview conditioning, because that it's not that we you know, absolve people of responsibility for being jerks or anything. But it's that we can start to really see something anew. So what is awakened thinking? Awakened thinking is being able to bring light to someone else's reactivity, to someone else's least action pathway. And as we said before, when you shift your state, because we exist together in fields, you are absolutely you are actually influencing the whole field of awareness. And you can literally bring light and elevate someone else, not through manipulation. It's not cause and effect through your intent. Intent is not a cause and effect. That's old worldview. Intent is an activation of the field. So I went on for a while, but I really but that was an important in regard to this discussion, which you brought up about the system. That's the important of the system. The system takes you with you with it. It's like a vortex. 
You step into the vortex. You don't have to think through every one thought. But if you know the principles of the more expanded and up-to-date awareness, then you're just literally going with the flow. So does that make sense? It it does. And so the quantum age doesn't require that all human beings are actively using quantum think all the time. Because we can, it sounds like we can, we can all of us slip into the old world thinking, right? But it, it but it, but if, if the energy of anyone else using quantum think, being awakened thinking can, can help bring others with them. Exactly. Or, you know, my phrase is it takes one to tango in a quantum world. That's exactly it, Andy. It's like, okay, is everyone going to read my book? Well, maybe not. I'm still hoping. Yeah. Right. And, but you're absolutely, because, you know, I've been on a lot of shows. I think I've been interviewed over 500 times, you know, over the last several years. And a lot of people, um, you know, the higher, the higher evolved, what I call the higher, I don't like higher or lower, but let's say the more conscious, the people who are more consciously evolving themselves, let's say it that way, right? right. Yeah. That they always say, well, how is this, you know, okay, the great shift. And I heard, I liked what you were saying, Apio, about it, not calling it a shift. You'll say, I can't remember what you said, but it doesn't matter how you refer to it. We're in this transitional time. We're in this time of a literal quantum leap in consciousness for humankind. So people, all these hosts have always asked me, well, how do you think it's going to happen? You know, is it the uh, hundredth monkey? Is it the, uh, you know, in the numbers? uh, What do they call that? Critical mass, right? Reach critical Mm -hmm. mass. And I think that's part of it. You know, it's a both and answer. But what came to me, having been asked that so many times, is that it's the quality of consciousness. It's the yes. Because if we, as we upgrade and keep clearing away, right, the static on the radio of our being, as we become established in that state, because it's not just awareness, all the masters say, right, becoming established in that state, then I think we, as you were saying, Andy, it's an up-leveling of the whole field. So maybe you don't need every single person, you know, to read this book or that book, because we're all going to do what we resonate with anyway, right? And, of course, that changes as we go through life. Thank goodness, right? Always something new. (laughs) And But I think it's like, keeping that quality of consciousness. What do you think? What do you think makes the big shift? Or what is your entourage that you're traveling with, Apio? What do you, what do you guys think? Ooh, boy, you know, for me, I think that what makes a big shift is that is that, that simple focus on one's own self, one's, one's own growth, one's own development, one's own expansion. And as one you know, focuses on that, you know, they, they become what I call divinely selfish. They don't worry about making others happy, but they worry about them making themselves happy. That adds to it. And ultimately that incredible um, energy that results from being centered in that space of expanded awareness and being aware of one's own connection to everything that is that we're not separate We're we're unique but not separate. We're one and yet still 
infinite expressions of everything that there is, that it, there is, a, based on the quantum entanglement concept, we bring things together. The law of attraction is a lot of, a lot of people like to refer to as well. We, we bring that in. People are drawn to that energy. That shift that you were talking about a little bit earlier, I had a thought that popped into my head that there are people that I have had in my life who were absolutely not sexy at all. But as they started to make that shift, they had a very abrupt epiphany. Suddenly, they became highly attractive, highly sexy as a result of them working on themselves. And ultimately, they ended up drawing a lot more people into them for that very reason. Fabulous. And isn't that we all want, right? Yeah. We want to feel, we all want to be appreciated, valued, acknowledged, loved, yeah. <laughs> adored. Yes. Right? And it's wonderful because it really, I mean, you said you work on yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think, as you said, well, how did you say it? A selfish, divine, uh, divine selfishness. Yes. I love that phrase because you're actually when you're working on yourself, it's for others because we exist. It's relational fields. It's a relational universe. So yes, yes. Off a little bit. <laughs> Sexy. <Yeah>, right. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to go back to, I think Sarah had a question earlier. Did you happen to catch it? Andy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll read it right here. Uh, could you add something to the growth of self that comes from blockages you decide to release as you listen deeply? fully to another instead of to yourself. Oh, you just answered your own. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we just might've addressed that. <laughs> your own oh, wow. questions. We got the wisdom right away. Yeah. You know, um, the thing about blockages though, you know, I have a bit of a difference of about blockages because I know the when what I lovingly call the consciousness crowd, that be us, right? right. That um, people talk about, well, the subconscious mind is, you know, exponentially so much more powerful than the conscious, right? So, but when we talk about blocks, so I have uh, a... Uh, just an intuition. I don't know this, like, I don't know anything for sure, but I don't know this for sure. But I think that the term subconscious, the way that we interpret it is anachronistic. I feel it's uh, it's not any longer a relevant, it, it has a, a, a relevance in one, you know, like whatever is below consciousness an exact definition, but the way that we interpret in terms of, well, you're blocked in your subconscious and you're blocked and you have these blockages. And so I think, well, if what we focus on expands, if what we're aware of right now in this very moment is the only reality there is right now for you and me in this moment, even if your mind is, you know, visualizing that this, the other thing that's still in this moment. Yes. Would you agree with that? So I think, well, why are we focusing on blockages and why would we even want to think we have a blockage? I mean, this is 
I realize a little bit maverick, you know, according to the standard, well, you have to clear this and clear that. And I think there's, it's a both and again, because there's value in that too. But I'm talking about as a focus, why do we need, we don't need to focus on a blockage. It's like in the moment, this is what's real right now. And so let's say sometimes, you know, again, I like to mention my husband. Is he on here? I think he's on here. Anyway, Alan K. Collins, Brit, he's a Brit, and he's wonderful. We have a great relationship. And married 27, to be 27 years, and Ooh. we have our debates, okay? So you talk about what's sexy. I mean, yeah. like, if it was the same old thing, you know, if I'm listening as if I already know him, you know, we have another practice, listen from not knowing. I have to do it consciously. I have to, you know, we work together. We're doing everything together. We live together. We're working it on. And to keep it exciting, right? So it's like, why do I keep losing my train here? What was I talking about? <laughs> blockages. And, and, right. Blockages. That's what it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so what happens is, let's say we're we get into, let's say, a re, you know, a heated least action pathway. We're both sort of go into a state of unawareness for a moment. And then we like snap out of it. Do we want to process, you know, what happened? What were you thinking? Why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Which sometimes I have, you know, he won't do it at all. So it works out because we say, okay, next point. And I had this tennis coach years ago, and every time I would miss a ball, I go, "Oh darn!" But you go, Diane, don't have a mini depression after every time you miss the ball. Just step back, put your racket back, and hit the ball. So it's like that's my expression with Alan. It was a next point because do we want to, Sarah? And I I love that you asked about it. Do you want to say, you know, what caused, why did we get into that conflict? Or do we just want to move to the next moment? Because next point for us means next moment, new moment. Masters, you really want to live the wisdom? Now moment, the only thing that's real. So do you want to bring that into the now moment? Or can you shift it? Quantum think, uh, not I'm saying quantum think a lot, but it is quantum think. But it's quantum leap is what I meant to say, style, right? We can cause, create an instantaneous shift just by making that choice. And then there's no blockage to clear because you're in that moment. So a quantum leap. How do you? A, a quantum leap doesn't have to be some, oh, my God, I get a big aha that you're conscious of. It can just be not taking your baggage with you into the next moment. That's exactly it. That's exactly beautifully said, Andy. And, you know, that it brings up another point that we're actually quantum leaping all the time, right? Because when your thoughts are just going, blah, 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 blah. like mine, <laughs> we're leaping from <laughs> next what's for lunch. You know, what time's dinner? I have another show tonight, or whatever it is that we might be not listening with our whole being as we started off the show talking about. That the difference is in awakened thinking, we're creating we're intending that quantum leap consciously with awareness by choice 
That's the difference. And that's the good news. Oh, life occurs in quantum leaps. I love that idea. I don't have to be stuck with my state of five minutes ago, which I wasn't really too happy in, to use your your terms. Joy, right? right? Let's not stay there. And because we can use these quantum principles for real, because they're operating throughout nature, that means we're part of nature, tapping into the quantum principles, this quantum principle of a quantum leap and apply it to consciousness. So I love it. I really love that. You know, one of the, the concept of being here in the now, I think is also really, really sexy. You know, being present, being yeah. fully here, engaged right Wait a here, minute. right I, now. You know, I just got a vibe when you said that. <laughs> right? Yes. I, yes. I felt it too. I honestly felt it's like, ooh, yeah, I got tingly. You know, everyone online on the, on the chat room, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, In quantum room. We we totally did. That's we just had a present thing. See, you yeah. present that right now. You presenced it. We call this the art of distinguishing, bringing something into your present moment awareness in such a way that it shifts your relationship to it. And that's what it is because we all know everything, right? We're all connected to infinite mind, the non-local mind field, as they call it in science. So what do we, and it's everything, it's infinite. It's everything that ever was, is, or will be, or could be. And we can tap into it. Why does intuition work? Why are we able to call upon, right? Our guides, which I asked for all of them today, right? The archangels, this piece of friend of mine too, good friend. And what, where, are we, where are we going? Who are we calling? Because everything is there when we tap into it, when we put our intent to connect that way. So mm. that's, that's it. We can do it. And and I don't know what is it. I think you're blowing at my you're blowing my mind. <laughs> you're blowing my mind. <laughs> well, you're blowing mine no, too. Mine. I think we're all just like like super like That's super it. engaged right now. Yeah, everybody needs their mind once in a while. <laughs> at least once a day. But we're right? you know, tapping in to the now moment. So we can presence anything we choose when we're in that sexy state of awakened thinking. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not a choice. You're just, you know, we're either creating consciously or we're reacting to, which could be good. Or, yeah. you know, it could be good, bad, the ugly, and the sublime to the default patterns that are already in play. Mm-hmm. So any, even those terms, like being on autopilot, having our automatic thinking, th- those are all the signs of the old worldview. That's it. That's, it. That's exactly it. And, you know, to say it's not trading in one for another. So it's like, okay, classical mechanical worldview. What did we learn from it? And we're all very good at it. Mm-hmm. We learn to analyze we learn, well, I say like this, they need, you know, you're sitting there and let's say you're a person from that time and you're a scientist and you're saying, okay, what's going on out there? It looks very chaotic, right? So we had to 
observe the data, collect the data, categorize the data, analyze the data, and make conclusions for survival, for progressing humanity and living on the earth according to what we concluded. Now, the thing is that what happened, Andy, and I'm glad you brought this up, is that we forgot that it's an observer-created reality, that we're, and there's no absolute way that that reality is. It's however we choose to interact with it. Now, so we forgot that we made those conclusions and we start to believe those conclusions as the truth. So look what happens, right? We're all talking about um, Akashic, what are we talking about? Wait, Akashic, Akashic records. Uh, you know, all the, all the conscious, the expanded version of reality that we live in as a natural way of life, right? Once you're there, you're there. And then there are the, then there are other people when they hear it, it's like, what? Oh, that's, you know, magical thinking. That's a favorite one of the, uh, the, right, the pundits on TV. Oh, that's just magical thinking. Well, I understand about magical thinking. Magical thinking is thinking I'm going to fly off my balcony. That's magical thinking the way I think they're talking about it. But it can get uh, collapsed where all of a sudden it's not about when we're talking about that we have, when you brought up the term quantum entanglement, that we have a real connectivity into infinite mind field that we can tap into any human trait in ourselves that we can choose by virtue of our intent to see someone else that way. And that these things are not, they're magical because all of life is magical, but they're not magical in the, in the realm of fake, you know, we know the reality of it. And I think this is the importance of making this quantum leap in consciousness now as a humanity is that <clears throat> to expand our container for thinking. So people have not, rather than making people wrong, right? Because I'm sure my thinking container could be expanded too. <laughs> That rather than seeing someone as saying, oh, they don't believe it. They think the Akashic Records, what's that? They think, you know, having uh, an entourage who you're channeling, what's that? And so for those of us, the choir, right? It's like, yeah, of course, you know, it's, but for other people, it's like bringing it into, bringing them into it. And I do that, you know, with our clients. I've been doing it uh, for many years. We work in with senior executives mostly in major corporations. We've worked in agencies of the United States government. I've worked with the uh, Assistant Secretary of Defense Department years ago. And there are many different assistant secretary of defense. They have like eight different ones at least. But anyway, so it's like, and people say, what? They listen to this because 
I'm using the science to talk about it. And they and people understand that. They can get, oh, this is how the industrial age uh, created the way that we think. And this is the quantum age created us to think. And as I was going back to the train, is that, yes, we know how to analyze. We're very good at linear thinking, step-by-step step, making, you know, the how-to, this... And it's absolutely relevant in many areas of life. So it's not like we're trading in quantum thinking for that. It's we're, I mean, trading in that for quantum thinking. We're, it's an expansion. We're expanding the basis from which we think so that we can include all of it. And when you need to be on automatic pilot, which is you're typing in your computer or your whatever, and you're, or I use also playing an instrument, not that I'm looking at my piano over there, but, you know, I'm not a musician by any stretch of the imagination. But there is a way that you know, right? Do you play an instrument or you mm -hmm. play a sport or whatever you do, probably channeling becomes that, where, right? Getting into yeah. the state. There's a certain automat automaticity to it where you don't have to consciously think step by step, what key should I place on the keyboard? So yeah. this is where the, the total multidimensional focus and thinking comes in very handy because we're not making any of it wrong. We're looking at what is best and what will work best for everyone now, in this moment, going forward. So it's, it's not either or, it's really about and, bringing it all together for more. That's it. That's but that it. idea of yes and, this and is also very right. sexy as well, right? It is. <laughs> yeah, because you're not excluding anything. It's like and, and, and. Right, nothing's <laughs> off the table, anything's possible. Absolutely, yes. That's it. That just keeps expanding. So <laughs> that's good. And, you know, I was thinking. Of, I'm reading. I'm reading the chat at the same time, and so I'm not listening with my whole being. Because <laughs> I split. I went I've been on following it too. <laughs> I'm listening to you, but it's you know, like it's funny, right? Because you're saying the sexiness of the end, like Alan will say. Well, what you know? Okay, Donald Trump spoke. And now the press found 25 lies, which, by the way, I'm an avid student of astrology for like 25 mm -hmm. years. So I, I call it my hobby, but I actually use it all the time. And so I've been listening to what the astrologers, there was one that I read about, you know, looking at, of course, what's the astrology for Hillary? What's the astrology for Trump? And so they were saying it's in his chart. He has the, there was one astrologer that he has the planets of a king. Uh, but he also has the planets of lie now, but I have to finish the thing on Alan first. So he'll say, oh, well, he lied 25 times. Then we'll get to the astrology. And I'll say, okay. And, <laughs> and I'm sure he wants the best for the country and the world. He may have a different version of how to get there. <laughs> you know, so that's the end, right? 
Right. So it's like, I'm not just going along with everything here. Sure. And, you know, I'm not, this is not a promotion for Donald Trump, but I'm just using him as an example because I know that my purpose, I was put here on this planet, right? Does everybody here, you get off and you go, wait a minute. I think I got off on the wrong stop. <laughs> What's going on here? This I've had that a thought a few times. Yeah, killing each other. They're magna, you know, manufacturing weapons, and you know, I just like freaked out, right? As a teenager, mm-hmm. I was, what is this? Okay, so now here we are, and I'm happy to be with you. And I think, okay, my kind of theme of my life has been, will continue to be, how do we go, and I talked about it earlier, from merely knowing the wisdom to actually living it, to being the walking, talking embodiments of it. And that's why I like to challenge my own beliefs or my own views. You you know, all the evidence stacks up. But then can I think for myself? And this is, you know, I don't, I'd like to hear about this in terms of channeling because, you know, you listen to what the disincarnate entities say, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, because I listen to a lot of them. I, I'm into Cryon right now. Do you know Cryon? I'm not familiar with Cryon, no. Ah, it's yeah. channeled by Lee. Lee Carroll. And I, I like, you know, he's always talking about God and how much he loved. Anyway, God and love. Those are two good topics. Mm. So I like it late at night. Now I listen to other ones too, because I find it very interesting to go to the most expansive perspective on things. Oh, yeah. So, right. Mm. And it takes us out of our little, you know, petty little, ah, you know, so the super narrow like focus. Yeah. And that's what I like about astrology, too. But what I was going to say is so astrology, I study Western astrology, there's different astrologies, but it's like the chart is what? It's a blueprint of your life. And then you have free will. So it's sort of like there is a certain destiny that we have. Otherwise, why were you born in that country or to that religion or to that family? Mm-hmm. So there's a certain, right? Your soul picked it. This is what we all think. Absolutely. Pick this destiny to live out so that we would be able to evolve where we need to evolve or give, you know, according to what our purpose is in terms of giving. Right. And but the thing about it is I look at it as tendencies. So Mm -hmm. you could have the tendency, let's say, for lying. And going back to our favorite topic, Donald Trump, right. <laughs> you can have a tendency to lie. And then there's, as you were talking about, Apio, we're working on ourselves. We're here to evolve. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stick with lying just because that's your automatic soul, S-O-U-L, right? Mm-hmm. pathway. Mm-hmm goes because it's been that route before or are you going to look at that and say you know (laughs) this really is not you know this isn't working let me go beyond this and any of us can do that with any of our automatic 
autopilot traits. We all have them. Right. But when you don't get stuck thinking like identifying with them, right? Mm-hmm. The master said false identification. It's wrong, not false, wrong identification. Let's not identify with every passing thought or emotion or trait or, you know, belief or meaning that we've given something because we're always that transcendent awareness that all that is. And with that, from that state, we can look at our identity in the world, not have to ego bash and then say, oh, I can take myself higher. Anyway, that's how I see it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And, you know, as you were talking and I was thinking about Donald Trump and, you know, all of the contrast that he provides all of us, I also am able to move into that space because again of that linkage that, that there is no separation from any of us understand how he is has been able to instinctively tap into a collective frustration that exists within the country and call attention to that frustration and shift collectively shift everybody in a direction where we want to look at that and address those frustrations without the same the, the definition, the classic definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So we can be grateful to him for tapping into that and for giving voice to it in a way that nobody has dared to give voice to it before. And he has not cared. And, in, and as a result, even that thinking, to a certain extent, as shocking as it can be, can be sexy. Why else would so many people people be turned on to that, right? <laughs> right. He's magnetic. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> to at right. least some people. But, you know, it's very interesting what you're saying, Apio, because I also, you know, we were talking to one of our clients yesterday in, about, about this, that, He's actually, what you say, you could be grateful. You could be thankful because even all the, let's say, the side of humanity that none of us mm-hmm. really care for, right? <laughs> Everything is, isn't right, but doing that. That I think a lot of times these things are misinterpreted, you know, by the power, you know, the party, the two-party system and all that. But you can thank him because he's actually bringing people together. So if you look at, talk about either or, Andy, the two-party system, which is, exists in many, in many countries, and this one, it's worked up into a point. Now, I don't feel in its current form, and by the way, astrologically, we're in a 16-year period of restructuring, which will continue, started in 2008. So <laughs> we're seeing specifically restructuring uh, societal institutions. So corporations, the government, any system and structure, and this filters back to us. So you can look in your life and say, what do I need to restructure in my life? Sometimes you need to restructure how you, I, how you relate to your own self, because maybe we're relating to ourselves, you know, for the last five, 10, 20 years, And then you realize, well, wait a minute, I'm not that person anymore. Why do I keep relating to myself that way? And because we're in fields, you're training your environment as long as you stay there. 
But anyway, getting back to the to the restructuring. So when you look at these two party system and you think, well, maybe that needs to be restructured because how can we vote for a party rather than a person? It doesn't make any sense, right? We need, we're looking at, and, you know, even Donald Trump, even Ivanka Trump said it, you know, she said, well, like many millennials, appealing to the millennials, mm. but, you know, I don't vote for the party. I vote for the, for the person. And we really do need to look at, is this the right leader? What leadership qualities does this person have? And at the same time, you know, I just read in the news this morning. So you're saying all these Republicans, they're really getting scared. <laughs> you know, they're going, oh, I'm voting for Hillary. So it's not that, again, the either or, but it's that it's breaking up that solidity of what has kept us from awakened thinking. Mm-hmm. How can we have awakened thinking about who our leadership should be or what we want from them or what requests do we have or what does our country and world need now looking at what's going on right in the evolutionary cycle if we're stuck thinking well i'm a democrat i'm a republican i'm a conservative i'm a progressive i mean it's just that's not awakened thinking and often it takes pain or frustration to lead someone to want to awaken to awaken thinking and see more right. possibilities. Yeah. So, right. Exactly. I, I can see that that's the great service that is happening with this, you know, chaotic election period. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> right. So we can thank Donald Trump. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody awesome. participating, really. Yeah. It's yeah. Really making people think beyond their fixated beliefs. Yes. And I think that's, that's a good yeah. thing. It is. It is. I'm loving it. We, we've, uh, I just want to put, we've been, we're close to an hour already. Um, wow. so I want to point that out to everyone. And um, this has been a wonderful conversation of expansive, infinite sexiness. Um, so, Diane, what's the best way for people to get more information about you? The best way is to visit my website, which is dianecollins.com. Diane with two N's, very important. D I A N N E C O L L I N S. Everything is there. And uh, there's video, there's audio, there's a study group that I left on there that's really teaches with people who re- are re- reading to you, quantum thing. There's what else? All the me- social media. And uh, I did want to say and ask everyone to follow me on Instagram because <laughs> that's my latest obsession <laughs> other than the new projects I'm working on. So. Come on Instagram and uh, because I'm 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 working on a new milestone, right? In terms of followers. So let's see. That's all. Do I have anything else to say? But thank you so much. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Pleasure having you and uh, and thanks for everyone that's joined and watched in. Thank you for everyone listening, participating with your listening, and I have to say full circle. I know you want to close the show. An aspect of thinking holistically and holographically is seeing in the conversation as one living presence, mm-hmm. as one whole. And as we're speaking, the three of us, we're aware. I know you two are very aware 
of the presence of people who are listening, whether you're listening live or, or later. <laughs> and uh, your listening is creating the conversation at the same time. It's very powerful. And it's what makes whatever this is, whatever, right? Little yeah. bit of that we can add to the heaven. And uh, so I just wanted to say thank you for everyone listening. That is a thank beautiful, you. beautiful way to pull a, pull a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Listening now and forevermore. Yes, right. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and you can join us actively <laughs> next Tuesday at 5 p.m. For another episode of Real Men Feel, we'll be joined by Gabriel to Cristoforo from Planned Manhood, talking about sex, sex education for men. Mm -hmm. So that's next week. Until then, join us at realmenfeel.org for more information about future and past shows. Join the Real Men Feel Facebook group. Share your comments about this show, future shows, um, about your awakened thinking, about your sexiness, whatever you want to share. It's all good. So thanks, Apio. Thanks, Diane, once more. Thanks to everyone that's joined us in the chat room. And be well. Take care, Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.